Welcome to City on a Hill's podcast. This week's podcast can be downloaded on iTunes or our media library at chccny.com. We opened a door on Wednesday for those of you that were with us. We opened a door called Ash Wednesday. And on the church calendar, we joined with our brothers and sisters around the world to now enter into this season of the church where we now walk with the master. Let me just read you just one verse. This is out of the Gospel of Matthew, and it's the 27th chapter. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. And one of my favorite authors, Henry Nowen, um, a deceased Catholic priest today, um, Henry says, this is where Jesus was handed over. You know, they tried to kill him uh, before, and Jesus would just walk through the crowds, and they couldn't touch him. He was never never a victim in that sense. The Bible says that he laid down his life. It wasn't taken from him. So now he hears the voice of the Father, and the Father says, this is your time. And now the Lamb that had been symbolized through all the years and generations of the Jewish people The Passover lamb, every year, killing the lamb, killing the lamb, was a symbol of the fact that there was a lamb coming. There was a Passover lamb that God was now offering. And so this is what we come to when we see Jesus at the table with his disciples. Um, Now he had been handed over. Well, he was just about ready to be handed over when he did the table, but he, he had already been handed over in his mind. He heard the Father's voice, Father, is this the time? Because remember how m- amazing his miracles were. Raised Lazarus from the dead, healed uh, blind eyes, raised people out of uh, lame to walk. He didn't come for that. He didn't come first for that. He came first to die, and he knew he came to die. Remember, just real quickly, every time you're, you know, you hear us talk a lot about the fall of man when Adam fell and Adam sinned. And so when we talk about Adam, we say, somehow or other, we don't understand, but we were all in Adam. So when Adam fell, all of the all of the disturbance and all the distortions and everything that sin could do did to Adam. It did it to us. And there isn't a baby born who wasn't touched by that fall. Just like you're affected by your father and by his father. We don't understand it, but we are all connected. Say to somebody next to you, we're all connected. We're all connected. So now, (coughs) excuse me. Now in some way that we don't understand again, the Bible says that God put us in Christ, and the Bible calls him the second Adam. And now whatever happens to the second Adam affects me too. Just like my father affected me and his father affected him, everything that happened to Jesus affected you and affected me. This Lent 
what I just want to briefly say this morning, and I'd like us to reiterate for the Sundays through Lent, I want us to see that the cross of Jesus, you see, I want to tell you, there's a surface Christianity. You know what a surface Christianity is? This is what it is. Jesus died for my sins, and isn't that marvelous? That's, I mean, how marvelous is it? Of course it's marvelous. Jesus died for my sins, and I'm set free. And now, the second Adam gave me an open door to now, I lost a relationship with God, but now I found a relationship with God. Because, listen to me, Jesus was the first innocent man Satan killed. He lost all his rights to human beings because he could take every other human being and take their life. But when he took the life of Jesus Christ, who was totally sinless, he lost in the, heaven, in, the, in the justice halls of heaven. He now lost all his rights to every single person who would put their trust and, be put, and, and would trust and believe in that man and in that Savior. So now... I want us to see this morning that surface Christianity stays right here. Jesus died for me. But if there's something I think God wants us to get a hold of this Easter season is that it wasn't just Jesus' cross. It was my cross. Let me tell you what I mean. So Jesus was handed over and Jesus is now brought into death. Brothers and sisters, in that, in that dying, in that dying, as I said, Jesus did not just open the door for heaven. He now undid all of the damage that was done in the fall. He did, undid all the damage. So now, what you, we don't understand is in the fall, you not only we not only lost our relationship with God, we lost ourselves. We lost ourselves. Our souls... Our minds, you know that mind that you can't shut off at 3 o'clock in the morning? You know the fears? You know the things that you think about people that you hate yourself for? Your mind, the, our minds were affected. Our emotions, don't you hate when you're emotional? Did you ever act out of anger and want to hit yourself because you just let an emotion take you over? And have you tried to? We were affected in our minds, our emotions, and our wills, our souls. But now, Jesus, because of what Jesus did, not only did I, not only did I get an open path to know God, I now got an open path to recover my soul. Hold on, hold on, hold on to recover my soul. Take a look at Peter before, John before, James before. Take a look at Peter after. Take a look at John after. Take a look at... This is what the disciples thought before the cross. They said, Jesus, is it now? Are you going to put our enemies down and, and, and take care of our enemies? And where should I sit, on the right side or on your left side? Jesus, is it time for you? You're going, to, you're going to take care of all my enemies. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. They were very confused because when Jesus died on that cross, could you imagine how confusing it was? What? What? I thought you were going to deliver. I thought you were going to free me from all my enemies. They were in total confusion after the cross. Jesus, what did you do for me? Did you ever say that to him? I have. I've laid in bed and said, so Lord, why aren't you doing something in this situation? Do something. Do something, Lord. Why aren't you going to come and just defeat my enemies? And this is what I want us to hold on to this morning. Do you know anybody that's a real has a real victim mentality? You know what I mean? We have a few politicians who will go nameless. 
but they are total victims. Everything is everybody else's fault but theirs. A, a victim mentality is pretty ugly. But you know, we, I want to tell you something. God doesn't want us to be the victims waiting for him to just come in and just totally whip us out of every problem and pain we have. Somebody say, oh, no, he isn't. Go ahead, you can be honest. Oh, no, he isn't. No, he isn't. You know why? Hold on. Because there's something God did for those men, and there's something God wants to do with you. He doesn't just want to take you out of your problems. He wants to share his glory with you. He wants to share his glory with you. And you know what that means? He's not going to just poof. He's going to work with you. And you and him together are going to recover your soul. You and him together are going to find out who he really created you to be. You and him together, are, you're going to be astounded when you really... Do you know there's a day coming when the curtain is going to be parted and people will look at you and they'll be like, they'll be like almost have to hold their, cover their eyes because the glory of the Lord will be amazing on every single child of God that has allowed God to work his image in them. Why settle what we want? God, just take me out of my problem and get me out of this pain. And God says, listen, yeah, I know, I know, hang on. But I want to work with you in that problem. I want to work with you in that pain. You're not just a victim. I want you to cooperate with me because I want you to come out of this with something more than just an answered problem. I want you to come out of this with more of me in your life. God isn't, brothers and sisters, this table is about the fact that Jesus, this is our cross too. And as we, and the Bible says, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the grace of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. There's a real you in there that God's trying. You know the story about Michelangelo chopping at the block of mar marble trying to let David out? That's God chopping at your life, trying to let the real you out. Don't buy, don't settle for anything less. Don't settle. Lent, you know what I want for us? You know what I want for us? Joe and I were talking this morning. What I want is when Easter comes, we don't just sit here and, and celebrate his resurrection, which, I mean, of course, and how wonderful. But brothers and sisters, if God will give us revelation during this Lenten season, we will not only be celebrating his resurrection this Easter, we will be celebrating our resurrection, that I am free. I'm free. The prison door has been opened. I'm free from addictions. I'm free from hatred. I'm free from envy. I'm free for God to fill with his glory and make me into the person he created me to be. Today when you come up, well, let me say this. We're going to do something a little different, and I think we need to at the table periodically because I don't, we don't want to fall into a ritual and just come up here and just go through empty, empty motions. But you remember in the, that Passover lamb, it was a lamb for a house, a lamb for a house. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask all of us to come up and take the emblems of the Lord's body and blood go back to the table. Don't take it here. Take it with you back. And then I'm going to ask all of you fathers that are the head of your house, I'm going to ask you to take a lamb. Because I want the picture. Just go ahead. 
want you to take a lamp with you. For those that are here and those that aren't here, take it back to your seat. If you are the, a, a woman and you're the head of your family, please take a lamp. If you're a single person and you live alone, a lamb for a family, a lamb for you. Take a lamb. I want, when we come back to our seats, what we want to do is every one of us is going to take a, take a lamb for our home. And then what I'd like us to do together as we take the Lord's table, we're going to put our hands on this lamb, God's lamb. And I want you to put on that lamb everything that you need to be set free from. Your fears, your angers, your bad memories, anything, your addictions, bad relationships, your fear of God, your hatred for God, your unforgiveness, your doubt, doesn't matter. Put your hand, we're going to put our hands on this lamb today. Families can do it together. Just pass the lamb among the family and lay your hand and let's put on that lamb everything because it was put on that lamb. It was put on that lamb. And let's believe God at this table and believe God for his victory today. Let's believe God for a really victorious Easter this year. Amen. Will you release the back rows, please? Amen. Let's release the back rows first. As we're led in a song of, I think we're doing every chain is broken. All right, every chain is broken. Amen. Amen. You can stand for this. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill's podcast. For more resources, visit us at chccny.com.